Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Today, we're going to go on a car trip. We're going to go along a Metroplex road system that's packed and gridlocked. Every time you build a road, it's already out of date. Is that true? A lot of the ones that we do have in DFW are out of date and that they were built years ago. What if we had a lot of trucks moving autonomously through the night, freeing up that roadway capacity for our us our commuters. Some of these cars probably have bad uh, road damage to them, but a week, do you see 110 from bad roads? Probably see about 20, 30 cars a week. Justin Coppell? Just, Justin Coppell, yeah. He said, I hit a pothole too hard and it made a bubble on the side of the tire. The gas tax that is collected isn't paying for everything that the, the traveler uses. Hi, I'm Scott Sams, and this is KRLD In-Depth. Today, we're going to buckle in and take a deep dive into the roads all across North Texas. There's a new study on transportation. It has some mind-numbing numbers that'll affect you in the next few years. It will, all of us. There are roughly 7.4 million people in the 12 counties here in North Texas. That's more than the populations in 36 different states, and all of us have to fit in 10,000 square miles. Joined today by KRLD's L.P. Phillips. He's been looking into this. L.P., these population numbers, they're eye-popping. And you know what? It's going to get worse. I mean, think about it this way. The size of the land isn't changing. It's going to be the same no matter what year it is, but the population really is. Every 10 years, we're adding 1 million more people into that same land. You think the driving's bad now? In the future, you could be wishing for those good old days of the roaring 2010s. But before we take a look ahead, we'll take you back. There was a day when life in Texas was simple. It's not that way anymore. It's a wild world out there steeped in tempers from sitting in road jams and traffic in an area that is growing at a staggering rate far faster than we could build roads. That story is coming up in two minutes, but first traffic and weather together on the 8th. Or fix that. Again, it's road work that's going to be just about the worst of it. We've got ongoing road work in Terrell, eastbound 24. We already sit in traffic around 60 hours a year, according to some estimates. Nearly a week and a half of work time going nowhere. And when we do move, we're subjecting our cars to potholes. There's no question that, like I said before, we do have aging infrastructure here. And so that inevitably is going to lead to higher costs to the driver in terms of alignments and tires and things like that um, compared to if he had a brand new smooth road. She should know Amy Johnson is a transportation planner with the North Texas Council of Governments. She tries to see problems down the road, expensive problems caused by an aging infrastructure potholes can be expensive. We hit potholes all the time. Yeah, yeah. pop tire yeah. because of uh, pits. Yeah. You popped a tire because of the road? Well, the, yes. Uh, you said I hit a pothole too hard and it made a bubble on the side of the tire. The potholes are one thing. If you don't ever see them coming and you hit those things full speed, could actually blow out your tire. Bend your wheel, 
damaged ball joints, tie rod ends, suspension components, which, you know, eventually you probably don't know it happens until it starts to wear the tire out. Shannon Schmidt owns Coppell Tire and Automotive. It's an average size shop that does pretty well, thanks to bad roads. Probably see about 20, 30 cars a week. Just in Coppell? Just, just in Coppell, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of, we see a lot of suspension problems. That's just one shop in one town in an area with 225 towns, villages, and cities. And it costs you a pretty penny. One driver told me tires alone can be someone's paycheck. 400 to, what, $700? For all four, a thousand. Yeah. But Coppell Tire and Automotive doesn't just replace tires. Struts, you know, easily a thousand dollars. You know, seven hundred to a thousand dollars. It all depends on the vehicle, but you know, generally they start at around seven hundred dollars. It's a large component of the suspension. And you might also add front end alignments too, because this time of the year, the winter time, is especially when we see new potholes. Mm -hmm. I've driven down some roads, LP, that have been bad for years and years. We're paying a tax on every gallon of gas. Doesn't that help? Yeah, well, repairing the roads, replacing the roads, the bridges, building roads, that's supposed to be paid for with a gas tax that you just mentioned. In fact, for every single gallon of gas you buy, I buy, they buy, 18 and a half cents goes to the federal government, another 20 cents goes to the state. But I talked with a program manager named Kevin Feld who has to balance the needs with a shrinking money base. One of the things we've done recently is the Horseshoe Project through downtown Dallas where the bridges over um, the Trinity River were very poor condition. And rather than continue to try to fix them and keep patching things up, we decided that it would be better to be reconstruct them and also add some capacity to that area as well. But Felt has a problem, and the problem has to do with money. The state tax of 20 cents a gallon and the federal tax of 18 and a half cents a gallon haven't changed in years, as in nearly 30 years. And there's another problem as we have more people taking public transportation like dart trains and buses, cars with better gas mileage, electric cars, fewer gallons of gas are needed. And in that regard, we're gonna to have to have some other alternative source. Some states like Oregon currently are working on a plan to look at it more on a vehicle mile traveled kind of a, kind of a basis and what kind of fees would be sort of equivalent to a motor fuel tax at that point. The trouble is with any new fee, and it doesn't matter if it's a flat rate per mile, per gallon, it's not long before someone slaps the word tax on it and whatever you use to call it becomes politically unsellable. But here's another thing to consider. There are electric cars out there. And if you consider the money for the roads comes from a gas tax. Wait, that means they're not paying? Nothing. At least for the roads, no gas, no gas tax. And that's something that's going to have to be addressed. Well, we do have those pay-to-play options, the tollways. Yeah, uh, tollways are a sore spot for some, but you don't have to use the tollways. For the drivers who do use them, it's generally because they like them. Highways like 35 or 30 or 20 or the tollway system? The tollway system. Would you say the tollways are in better shape than the other interstate highways? Absolutely. You're paying for it. Yeah. That may be the way of the future. Planner Feld says we've already come to depend on them in ways you may not have imagined. We did an analysis of a year or so ago that analyzed the conditions in the Dallas-Fort Worth area without any toll facilities. All the managed lanes, all the regular toll roads were taken away, and we found that congestion would go up almost 300%. Because a lot of the roads that are uh, funded through toll, toll revenues um, are 
very beneficial to the way that people want to move. Tollways have been popping up in new and reinvented ways. Michael Morris, the Director of Transportation at the North Texas Council of Governments, says managed lanes are a way to get around traffic when you're not carpooling, but are in a hurry, good for impatience and business. I think the conversation is, is getting clearer. You know, when we, were, when we were planning these 20 years ago and you couldn't see them, it was hard for all of us to fully appreciate or understand. Now that people see a toll managed lane where they have a choice to go on the frontage road and not pay a toll, go on the freeway lanes and not pay a toll, or if they're in a hurry, they really like it. Our phones are ringing off the hook. When am I going to get a choice lane on my freeway, just like you know my sister does over on her freeway? A lot of blue-collar workers, get, they get dinged if they're late for work. Sometimes if you get up a little late and you're late, you'd rather pay and get there on time so you're not dinged. We're hearing service people, air conditioning, plumbers, electrical contractors, they're getting two or three more calls in a day because they're not sitting in, uh, in, the, in that congestion. So, you know, when people measure the, the cost and benefits of toll managed lanes, they often look at the tolls. But a lot of people are making more money by being more productive as a result of that. Um, you know, toll roads, we're working with our toll road entities to create flexibility and choice uh, at some point in the future when, when their bonds permit that to occur. You know, LP, if anyone should know about traffic, it's got to be Michael Morris. He's got to be the guy. Yeah, where you and I are wondering what today will bring his mind. His job really is to think about where the transportation system is going to look like like 25 years from now to guess what things will be here that are not here now. We're now looking at the third dimension. How do we move more people uh, through the next generation helicopter? which is an unmanned aircraft system. Wait, what did he just say? How do we move more people uh, through the next generation helicopter, which is an unmanned aircraft system? Unmanned helicopters are actually part of what transportation planners are figuring on to help with traffic congestion. What critical origins and destinations do we need? So the classic ones is your downtown to your, to your airport. Um, it could be your airport to your huge economic center. So in our particular case, those are the first ones you'll see. You'll, you'll see us um, working with next generation companies like Bell, who changed the name of their company, um, Uber, uh, who's focused on this third dimensional space, people like Hillwood, who are, are very much into this uh, logistics opportunity, and um, we, we will explore with them we have a committee. It's made up of 100, 100 to 200 people. grows every day from NASA all the way to technology companies exploring that third dimension. What I'm hearing, though, is rich guys get to fly. The rest of us have to use the roads. Can the roads handle an extra million a, a year? So on the ground surface, most of the new technologies are going to be for us regular folks traveling on the transportation system. If you think of what, what we're doing in goods movement with regard to autonomous truck movements potentially moving during the night, um, we have a lot of capa roadway capacity during the night. Humans don't, they want to live regular lives, us regular people, we like to be up during the day, we don't like to work nights. So what if we had a lot of trucks moving autonomously through the night, freeing up that roadway capacity for our, us uh, commuters?
and then to take it one step further, putting you into something autonomous. It'll be on its own right away. When you approach 8 million people like we are, the value of the land and the parking costs grow to the point where we all, us regular folks, wish to get into a different mode of transportation. So we may not get into that third dimensional space. That person in that major corridor is freeing up capacity for us. But we're looking at, say, autonomous transit vehicles. So you get on a vehicle with 15, 20 people. It takes you origin to destination. Doesn't necessarily stop at all the intermediate stops. Um, you got Wi-Fi, you're doing your work, you're doing whatever your, your holiday shopping on the transit vehicle. Takes you directly, directly to that vehicle. That vehicle will also be moving goods. So we're now building corridors where we're moving people and goods in the same corridor. So uh, the, the transit fare can be more reasonable because it's being subsidized by goods movement. And that autonomous vehicle one day will go right out to the tarmac of a plane and load its goods directly on the plane. And you don't have two or three handoffs with regard to goods uh, getting on the train or getting on the plane or getting in the truck as part of that. So the logistical chain, by, by improving technology and removing some of these handoffs, will, will make it much more cost effective for those of us to use the, use the transportation system. Also, uh, the talking drones now delivering packages, which will take vehicles off the roads. Uh, and a lot of people, as you just mentioned, sort of the Wi-Fi into things, a lot of people are working from home and taking cars and, and trucks off the roads. That has to factor into your planning some way. No question about it. We're starting to see the vehicle miles of travel per person start to decrease, which has been our hope for a long time. We're in a non-attainment area for air quality. So as we advance technologies of cleaner cars and trucks, that's good. But if we can manage the demand better, by, um, I used to always laugh at, at the, the journalists of the world that had a report to the radio station or the newspaper, and they turn around and are assigned to go when they could have easily went from home directly to their assignment. But that old school um, publisher or that school, old school editor needed to physically see you. Technology is to the place where, you know, we know if someone's doing their job because they have to write that proposal by the end of the day. If they're sitting at an office space or sitting in a coffee shop and they're writing a thousand lines of code, and we know they're working because they're writing a thousand lines of code, you're seeing more and more of that uh, integrated workspace as part of the solution, which helps us as well. So how do we enhance these uh, technologies make our, give greater flexibility to our employees, um, encourage really bright people to want to come to work for us. Sometimes you have to give flexibility and, and things like that. Um, and, I, and I think what you're pointing to is, what are all the elements of technology from really fancy, sophisticated things like unmanned aircraft to really just basic things like uh, technology-based conferencing um, which ones work, which ones don't work, how do we develop them, how do we encourage the private sector to come to our region to deploy them, and then how do we work with large employers and small employers to use these tools, how do we communicate this whole new technology to the public. We got new people, you know, young people coming to our region, 
don't even have a driver's license. You know, I got my driver's license six minutes after I turned 16. And, you know, a lot of folks with the technology companies of Uber and Lyft, they can live their life and create a walkable community, a nice lifestyle, and not even have to pay for that car, the insurance, and the parking of that particular vehicle. People do that a lot in New York City, yeah, right? They're, they're Well, they're starting to do here. I mean, I used to ride the blue line from Dart. You take a Dart train, a lot of apartments being built along the lines where it stops. Uh, I used to get on a Rowlett. Next stop, Garland. More apartments right downtown, on and on, through downtown Dallas, all the way to the UNT campus. Yeah, well, think about the, all of the connections. You have also the TRE uh, that goes to Fort Worth. Yeah. You have the A train that goes, goes to Denton. Goes to Denton, and a lot of people don't need a license or car insurance or car payments just to get somewhere. Okay, let's talk about the longer haul, not just commuting back and forth. We've got cars and planes to get us to Houston now and to San Antonio now. But there's a lot of talk now about these Hyperloop trains. And yeah, Mike Morris says those are being looked at as one way to get even more traffic off the interstates, not only here, but all over the state. About a year ago, uh, we were looking at the state's inner-city high-speed plan, and it's Houston to Dallas, Dallas, Arlington, Fort Worth, Fort Worth, down to Waco, Temple Colleen, Austin, San Antonio, Laredo, and beyond. So it, if you can imagine this upside-down U, we said, wow, this upside-down U goes right through the Dallas-Fort Worth region, and you know, why isn't people talking about connecting Fort Worth to Laredo? So we're in conceptual feasibility, stakeholder input. So the metropolitan planning organizations, my colleagues in, in those particular cities I mentioned, we got together. So in about two months, we will hear what the stakeholders, the citizens are saying in those six communities. Do they, do they wish to see magnetic levitation or hyperloop vehicles or high-speed rail or just traditional transportation? We'll get that report in, in, in January, February timeframe. Um, and we'll see if, is there continuous routes that connect those particular communities? Um, but I think we're on the verge of ensuring the Dallas-Fort Worth region does not drift further away from the Houstons of the world, which is the fifth largest region, and the Austin-San Antonios of the world which if you look at that complex is, is probably just as big and important as the Dallas's and the Houston's. Um, it's my job to make sure that, you know, because we're the only metropolitan region of significant size that doesn't have access to the sea. So every day we wake up and our partners are class one railroads, airports, and, and the state DOT who manages the interstate highways. Now we're looking at a new layer, as you introduced, of high speed rail or high-speed technologies, and it's our job to make sure our communities don't drift 10, 15 minutes a year further and further away from our families or our businesses because the roadway system just doesn't have the capacity. But what about those high-speed trains skimming the map at a couple hundred miles an hour? How safe are they? When I testified during the legislative session about high-speed rail to Houston, that train in Japan has never had a fatality in 54 years. And then I counted up what that train would do between Houston and Dallas, and let's assume it maintains that particular record, which, which you would think it would. And then I counted up that train the last 50, 100 years, and then I t counted up the fatalities that occur on Interstate 45, 
there are thousands of people dying in those quarters. And I don't want to get too dramatic with you, but none of them get to talk about it after they die on what they could have done better. And it's, it's up to all of us. TxDOT has a new initiative to go to zero fatalities. Our board wishes us to go to zero fatalities. Well, I tell you, LP, gridlock is an issue that affects each and every one of us each and every day, mm -hmm. except maybe on the weekends. But even the weekends can be tough. We're going to be watching how the roads keep up with the growing population here at KRLD. In the meantime, you know we're here, traffic and weather together on the 8s. I'm Scott Sams. LP, thank you. And thank you for joining us again. Join us again next week. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.